0: learn and learn podcast episode numero uno that means number one in french or something and i'm excited to share this with you let's just jump right into it without further ado the topic for the first episode is action trumps theory and before we dive deep into it i'll just like to start out with a quote and it goes something like this action will remove the doubt that theory cannot solve in a sense that you can cram up or gather as much theory or external information from various sources about a particular craft but as long as you do not actually take action and do not actually go out yourself and perform that there will remain a certain amount of doubt So let's, for example, uh, if you are talking about football and and if you want to get good at that. Or more specifically, let's talk about taking free kicks in football and you want to be a good free kick taker. One thing you can do is watch a shit ton of Roberto Carlos videos on YouTube or David Beckham videos, if that's who you prefer, and try and figure out how to bend it like Beckham. But as long as you're just sitting there watching those videos and not actually going out there in the field and actually practicing taking free kicks you just won't get good at it no matter how many videos of david beckham you watch sitting in your room and that is pretty obvious but there are still a lot of people who do just that so while watching those videos or you know devoting your time into theory will give you some insight about how to go about performing whatever craft you are performing. But at the end of the day, the game is played on the field and not in your fucking room. So theory is essentially you just taking in information and content in order to get some insights about your craft, while action is you actually going out and executing on it and getting a first-hand experience, you know, When you're taking action especially for the first time you are out there in an unfamiliar territory so you observe your moves and you learn from your first-hand experiences you see what works and you see what doesn't work you discard what doesn't work and you build upon what works so it is a constant process of rinsing and repeating and you learn from trial and error and this can be classified as experiential learning since you're learning from your own experiences so as long as you do not actually go out into the field and actually practice taking some free kicks you just simply won't be able to bend it like beckham if you may now there is a really straightforward simple analogy of climbing mount everest so for example let's assume you have decided to climb mount everest and you have to choose another person who will be going to the top with you so on one hand you have this guy who has read 100 plus books on on climbing and mountaineering and on the other hand you have this guy who has not read a single book but he has climbed mount everest 100 fucking times so who will you choose and the answer here is pretty obvious you'll choose experience over knowledge even though that guy has read 100 plus books on climbing or whatnot if he hasn't set foot on mount everest ever you will not like to climb with that guy so it is quite clear that even practically speaking experiential learning is far more solid than theoretical learning but we see a lot of people doing just the opposite not taking action but just procrastinating just thinking about taking action just preparing to take action by watching videos or reading books or listening to podcasts anything but action because action puts them out there in an uncomfortable position and as long as they are watching videos on youtube sitting in their rooms comfortably it is fairly simple and their mind likes to be in that comfortable position so procrastination roots just from that and which is also why it is often referred to as mental masturbation as well because that is exactly how it sounds like and you're just fantasizing about taking action here and i'm going off a tangent here but i think most books and i'm talking specifically about self-help books here they provide counterintuitive truths and uh, you know basically just half experts throwing theory who have no real ground experience of their own and do not get me wrong when i say this uh, there are a lot of good great self-help books written by great authors who have actually done something wonderful in their lives but most of them are written by people who actually haven't applied those same principles that they are talking about in their own lives which is ironical and another place where you find people like these is surprise surprise the internet you find a lot of people on the internet who have a lot of shit to say who have a lot of opinions of their own about every fucking thing There can be a professional chess streamer and he could be streaming or she could be streaming her games on YouTube or Twitch but you'll see a lot of people in the comments who have never actually played chess in their lives even giving out their opinions or just purely hating on that person saying shit like you play bad or you should have done that or how you know whatever you know who I'm talking about and These people, haters, are everywhere. They're just out there to critique everything. And I'm sure that uh, some of them will critique this podcast of mine as well, you know, and write mean shit about it. Obviously, there are going to be people who will give their honest feedback as to how I can improve on something or point out errors, which are obviously honest feedbacks. But there are the other types, the haters, who no matter what you say or do, uh, will only shit on you. And uh, I'm actually excited to get myself some haters because it is proof enough that people are actually consuming my content, which is a good thing. So I guess my first major milestone will be to get myself some fucking haters who can write mean shit about me. Yeah, so I just went off a tangent there. Getting back to the point, it doesn't matter what you do, sitting in your home on your laptop the game is not played in your fucking room it is played out there in the field when the rubber meets the road that's when you actually learn and also just to clear my stance i do not think that theory sucks and one should not devote any amount of time you know to theory because uh, i can see people coming back at me saying that theory is also an important part you need to understand some nuances some insights you need to know some insights about whichever craft you're pursuing before you actually Go out and execute on it because it can certainly help your learning process Knowing a thing or two about it beforehand and I would completely agree with you But the extent to which you should devote your time to Theory should according to me be minimal and by minimal I mean you devote 80 to 90 percent of your time going out there executing and taking action and the remaining 10 to 20% of the time in understanding and studying theory because again experiential learning is far more solid. Now another quote that I came across that I kind of really resonated with and it goes something like this motivation will die let discipline take its place. Now it also goes along similar lines motivation is something that is temporary it is mostly something that we get from maybe watching a video on youtube and it is very impulsive and short-lived so you can uh, watch a youtube video about uh, going to gym and uh, then you'll be like pumped to go to the gym and maybe you actually go to the gym for the next uh, week or let's say two week. But there will come a point which is uh, also called as your burnout stage where that motivation will die out and uh, you'll again fall into your circle of doing nothing and at that moment you'll feel like shit. You'll be further demotivated as you will think that I tried doing it but I couldn't so maybe I can't do it. Which again is a scary mindset to have now it's alternative is discipline and discipline will ideally be you actually going uh, to the gym every day every day and uh, even after two weeks even when you feel like you can't you not you don't want to go to the gym you're still persevering through that uh, laziness and going out now it is difficult and which is the reason why trying to make sudden big changes in your routine is not such a good idea because uh, if you've tried it you you know that if you try to change your life in a couple of days you end up falling back into the circle quite quickly now what can be done here instead is actually something that sounds pretty boring but it is inculcating small changes daily into your lifestyle this is often quite tedious a very quiet process and it requires a lot of repetitive action of things that you think that do not matter. But in the long run, inculcating these small habits into your routine will be what changes you as a person. And this is also called as delayed gratification uh, in a sense that you do not think about the outcome too soon. You kind of follow that same rigorous, pouring process and you follow it for a long time so that it ultimately becomes a part of your routine but as they say if you even improve yourself 1% every day uh, at the end of the year you'll be 365% better than what you are today so this is the basic premise this whole concept of delayed gratification is built upon an example of uh, inculcating small changes would be, let's say, for example, you're learning to play guitar and you've just started out and you want to learn the chords, the various chords. So, the basic chords I think are A, D, and E because I've also learned a fair bit of guitar, and these three are considered to be the most basic ones. So, you start out with those, and so mentally, it takes you uh, <clears throat> around two days to understand and get down the a chord so you understand how to do it and you start practicing it and you pretty much are able to pull it off in a couple of days now what you can do here instead of moving on to the d or the e chord after a couple of days is to take a couple of weeks at the least and just practice and just play the a chord over and over again So if you practice two hours a day, that would be 28 hours or almost 30 hours of you just practicing playing the A chord. You know, it'll be a rigorous and a tedious process of you just playing the A chord over and over and over again. It'll get tiring and it'll get boring oftentimes. And you'll have that feeling that you're not progressing, you're not growing, you're just playing this one A chord over and over again you'll feel like what are you even doing but just stick to that process and for the next two weeks just practice nothing but the A chord and by the end of those two weeks you will have a different level of clarity and this clarity and this uh, natural understanding that will develop within those uh, couple of weeks it will trickle down in a sense that when you will move ahead and start practicing the D chord and the E chord. learning curve will be better because of all the hours of practice you gave to learning the a chord so practicing the a chord will not only just make you a quote-unquote master of playing the a chord but it will also improve your overall understanding of the other chords you know the hand placements and the overall familiarity you have with the strings so you may underestimate the tedious process of practicing just one thing over and over again. But in the long run, it'll make you a master. As Bruce Lee says, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. So you try and pick up the most basic of the tasks and you practice those over and over and over again. And that will give you a clarity second to none. And another cool thing that you can do is actually record and document your actions and uh, kind of document your journey Just like I'm doing right now Now one of the people who comes to my mind uh, when I'm talking about you know taking action is David Goggins So if you've heard of him you definitely know who I'm talking about And uh, he should be enough to fire you up to actually go out But if you're listening to me and if you do not know who David Goggins is, I highly recommend you look him up. First of all, just uh, look at what he has achieved and uh, just listen to that guy, man. Because uh, the mentality and the mindset that guy has, he is the hardest man there is out there by far. So you should totally check him out in case uh, you want to push yourself to take more action. Now I think to conclude it all we can say that at the end of the day it is what you actually do that actually matters not what you think not what you plan not what you say just what you actually end up doing and it could be anything it could be for me it would be this podcast for you it could be anything it could be traveling more it could be writing a book or making an app or learning how to moonwalk, you know, it can be anything. It could be just going out and being more social because you think uh, your social life sucks. So it can be anything, but the principles are the same. Now, I would like to close this episode here with this one quote from the real G, the one and only Albert Einstein. And uh, it goes something like this. Pure logical thinking cannot yield us any knowledge of the empirical world. All knowledge of reality starts from experience and ends in it. Couldn't have said it any better than Albert Einstein himself. And with that, I think we can close this episode. I hope you guys took out something from, from this. Uh, and uh, yeah, you will hear from me again.